Welcome back to Capitalize Your Fridays. I'm Taylor Dennis, Senior Wealth Design Specialist and Vice President for Altius Financial. And I'm Michael Williams, the founder and president of Altius Financial and our podcast co-host. So uh, most people come to Altius to get an idea on how to invest, how to allocate investments, how to plan for the long-term financial goals, and how to get really ready for retirement. And today we're going to dive into some of the key details of what it means to be retirement ready or what it means to prepare for that that time and per- time and period in your life where you don't have to work for money anymore or where you you have a lot more flexibility with financial resources and your time resources. Yeah, and I think both of us would say there's definitely more to living than re- just retirement, but we all kind of want to get there. The other challenge is a lot of what you believe is really that maybe people shouldn't be retired or maybe that's not necessarily the healthiest thing. So I think let's jump into our disclaimer and then maybe you can share a little bit about your thoughts on if it's even good to retire, if this is a healthy concept. Yeah, I think most of our clients know, at least you know, but I think most of our clients know that I I actually am against retirement in some ways. Uh, But first, let's uh, do our little disclaimer. This podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of investment advice or financial planning. No client advisor relationship is formed by our broadcasting this information or your listening to it. The use of this information or any materials linked to in this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not meant as a substitute for professional financial advice. If you're needing specific advice for your situation, please reach out to your certified financial planner. Or if you're interested in learning more about our firm, our people, or our philosophy, please reach out to us at our website, altiusfinancial.com, or you can reach us directly by email at michael at altiusfinancial.com or taylor at altiusfinancial.com. We were recently reading a book, now I can't remember, The Psychology of Money, and it was talking about really kind of the recency of retirement as a concept or pensions, retirement savings. Um, It seems like these are really relatively new situations anyways because of the longevity situation of people are living longer. And I mean, what are your thoughts on retirement as a whole? Well, you know, you're right. I'm I'm glad you brought that book up because it's interesting. I I had been familiar with that book a while ago, but rereading it makes me even more resolved in my own mindset of about how important it is to think about retirement a little bit differently. And when I say differently, that's the point you mentioned that it's a new thing. Um, now new, some of our listeners might be saying, well, what do you mean new? I've been, you know, clients, I've been a client of Altius for a number of years and we've been talking about that as a goal and so forth. But I'm talking about in, in terms of human history, most of human history is you work and then you die. You work until you die. Um, so retirement as an idea is a realistic idea for people to actually say, okay, I'm going to stop working and now I'll have lots of leisure time and the money to enjoy that leisure time. That's, you know, that's a very new concept. I mean, it's really only in the last 50 or so years that, that very many people could actually even consider things that way. I mean, even, even a hundred years ago, that wasn't much of a concept for most people. They, they worked most of their lives and, and they, they had to work most of their lives and, and then they hopefully had a little bit of time, but, but today, people think about retirement and having you know, 20, 30, 40, even maybe half their lifetime, maybe, maybe even 50 years or something like that to be able to enjoy, but to have the resources, the financial resources to be able to enjoy it. And 
So it's a new idea. And I think it's a, in one sense, a mistaken idea if that's all you're shooting for. If you're kind of working to retire, if you're saying, I'm going to spend all my working life uh, just waiting to get rid of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, stopping working. Uh, um, uh, My goal would be to, in my own case, to to work until I'm, to, to go back to the idea of working until I'm gone, but meaning working and producing and enjoying that production that, you know, that being productive and having, having some purpose in life until I'm gone. But also crucially, I would say to, to have the resources as early as possible to make sure that's the, the most productive kind of job I want or the, the most fun thing I can be doing. And that's part of the challenge is people go through school and they try to figure out, okay, what do I want to do with my life? How am I going to be productive? How am I going to earn my way in the world? Um, and then, and then they feel like they may get stuck, you know, okay, I'm, I'm in a job that pays my bills and I'm accumulating some resources and hopefully I can accumulate enough to stop doing this job that I don't like so much. And that's, uh, you know, that's, that's unfortunate if that's how people do get stuck. Um, it does happen a lot, but I, you know, we want to encourage people to say, well, take a look at what you can do right now to make sure you're enjoying your life and having that balanced against, you know, saving and investing. So you do have some options. Yeah. So I I think you and I kind of discussed four key areas that a lot of people, and you don't just need these for retirement, but you definitely want to have them during retirement because you'll quickly find that, Hey, maybe I have more time. How am I going to spend that? Am I prepared? Um, but I think those of you who are listening to this, who maybe aren't quite retired yet, or who are hoping to work towards a financial goal, including retirement should definitely take a look at each of these four categories and maybe dive into them now. So you're prepared throughout your lifetime versus just focusing on them for retirement. So those four areas we discussed are money, health, relationships, and purpose. And granted, there's much more to life than just those four, but I think having clarity on those four will definitely have a good, strong foundation when you're heading into retirement. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you know, we talk about those no matter where a person is in life, you know, even if they're very early in their career and just starting a savings program and investing, or if they're right, you know, close to saying, okay, I'm ready to quit my job and, and retire or go on to another phase, it still is those four. And, and I think that's one of the things that distinguishes us sometimes from our competitors is that we really do, do take that sort of holistic approach to financial planning seriously um, and, and money is connected to those things, you know, you, your purpose or, or how you're spending your time, um, whether it's a job or, you know, supporting other family members or working on your travel bucket list or whatever it might be, you know, whatever your purpose is, that's a, a very important thing. And it's very integrated with the resources or money that you have to do those things. Um, and so, so are your relationships, you know, uh, life is about, oftentimes about sharing, you know, not just having a single lonely experience, you know, sometimes it is lonely or so, sometimes it is singular where you're just, you're enjoying the work that you're doing or the hobby that you have just on your own. But much of life is about how you're sharing the experiences that you have with close family or friends or the, the important relationships in your, in your life. And of course you can't do any of that you know, none of that works if you're falling apart, you know, if you're, if your health isn't good. Yeah. So all four of those, we think 
are key aspects of planning and, and key aspects of financial planning. Uh, again, a lot of times what comes to people's mind is how do I make more money or how do I take advantage of the, the, the opportunities that are in front of me or how do I make sure I don't pay too much taxes? And all those are very important and part of our planning process, but they should be done with each of these four more, more fundamental uh, aspects of our life in mind. Yeah. So how about we kind of dive into each of them just a little bit and kind of give our listeners some thoughts on how do these relate to entering into retirement and figuring out, like, are you prepared for retirement? Is this something you're on track for? Or do you need to really reevaluate? So when it comes to money, I mean, the obvious question is, do I have enough to retire? And I think um, you and I have both probably asked countless people that question. We have in multiple initial client meetings, we ask a client or a potential client, we say, hey, do you, I mean, oftentimes they'll come to us and they'll say, hey, I, I have this much money. What does that mean for me? And we oftentimes turn around and say, well, is do you know, is that enough for you to retire? Um, almost immediately after, the next question is usually, well, what does it take for you to retire? What What does it take for you to cover your living expenses? What are your living expenses? So I think having real clarity on your cash flows is definitely going to be step one, um, especially heading into retirement. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, and there's those two aspects that we talk about, um, both what you have in the way of already accumulated assets or net worth. You know, what does your nest egg look like? What is your your financial security in the way of assets that would produce income, what does that look like? And then what does your cash flow look like? What do your expenses, income and expenses look like right now? Because most people, most people feel like, okay, well, if I'm comfortable right now, that's what I want my retirement to look like. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I'm making ends meet or, or feeling pretty comfortable in terms of my lifestyle. And I just don't want to go backwards, but that takes a real conscious effort. Uh, and planning to make sure that happens because, you know, there has to be some source of income that replaces your work income. And that's a lot of math. You know, it's a lot of math problems and, and, and making sense of time value calculations, which most people are not that comfortable with. They don't understand how to say, okay, how do I calculate a return over the course of a long time period, an average rate of return over the course of, you know, 10 or 15 or 30 years or something like that. And then especially relevant right now is how do I, how do I incorporate the fact that maybe it looks good right now, but what about if costs go up or what about this whole inflationary problem? You know, what if the cost of living continues to increase, what happens then? So there's, there's a number of different tools we have as far as analysis and math problems to be able to say, okay, you're going to be fine. If we do, if we do things this way, you'll be fine or no wait, you know, you're def you've got a deficiency here. You've got to save more money before you can do that. Um, or you have to cut back on these kinds of, uh, parts of your budget or maybe, you know, take a trip every other year instead of every year. Um, that that's part of, that's a big piece of it is making sense of the actual dollars and cents of how much you need and how much you will need. And, and it gets more complicated when you're talking about multiple sources. I mean, a person could say, here's my nest egg, what will it do? But are they taking into account some assumptions with regard to social security or having expenses in one area, say maybe healthcare go up and expenses in another area go down. That's all part of the, the math or analysis of, uh, 
having a good plan. Yeah. Well, and another thing to, to factor in is, um, on the similar side of what kind of stuff is coming in. I mean, are you expecting any kind of inheritance and then are you expecting to leave any kind of inheritance? So is there any kind of generational planning that needs to be taken into account for your financial plan as well? Is it something where you're saying my grandma recently left me X and now I want to make sure my grandkids give, have this kind of family wealth transfer. That's exactly right. Um, and it's interesting how that can be sort of a cohort specific feeling where, you know, people who were born in the sixties might feel differently than the people who were born in the forties might feel different than the people who were born after 2000. Um, in terms of generally how they feel about leaving inheritances. Usually my experience has been the closer someone was to the great depression, which is, you know, way long ago. And, and almost seemingly, you know, not relevant to most young people now. But the closer, the older a person is, and the closer their family knew something about that, the more conservative they are with regard to their spending, and the more they're wanting to leave something for their for their heirs. the The younger a person is typically, uh, the less they're like, you know, hey, I want to enjoy life. I want my kids to enjoy life, but I don't want to have to. You know, I'm, my goal isn't to leave them something. It's maybe to just make sure I'm not a burden on them. And sometimes that depends on you know the economic cycles that we go through. But my experience also is that the closer someone gets to the time period when they're passing away, because we all will, we all age and get to that point, the older we get, the more we kind of get interested in saying, well, maybe I would like to leave a legacy of somewhat to my family or to a cause I care about or something like that. And we, we oftentimes, like we do on a number of issues, we'll calibrate. We'll say, okay, on a scale of one to 10, how do you feel about this? You know, it's not either or. It's like, well, I kind of feel strongly or I feel very strongly uh, one way or the other. And, and a lot of times we'll ask people, you know, on a scale of one to 10, one being, you know, you want to spend every dime. You don't want to leave it. In fact, you hate your kids. You don't want to leave anything to anybody. <laughs> yeah. But you don't want to run out. Um, and 10 is, no, you'll sacrifice your own spending to make sure that your kids and grandkids have somewhat of an inheritance. And, and usually people are not, again, at either one of those extremes. Uh, they might find themselves somewhere in the middle, but lean one, one direction. But my, again, my experience is even if they're at, say, a two or three right now, let's say they're getting ready to retire. They're in their you know, late 50s, early 60s, and they're getting ready to retire, go on to a different phase of their life. And they might say, ah, I'm a three there. I just want to make sure I've got enough money for myself and my spouse. But when that same person moves into their late 70s, they probably will move that number to four or five or six where they say, yeah, I'm more interested, especially if they've done it successfully. If they've got the resources, they'll probably be going, you know, I feel like I'm doing well and um, I'm living life and enjoying life, but I also uh, want more of an inheritance for my kids. That's my experience typically that people feel that way. On a, on a similar note, having a strategy for what does it look like to have that kind of transfer of assets? Is that something you want to do during your lifetime or focus on just after your lifetime? I mean, oftentimes we'll have clients get to the point where they're maybe um, getting a little bit older and they're already feeling that the urge to say, well, I have these assets and I know it's more than I necessarily need. So I want to make sure I'm passing that to my family so they can use it while I'm still around. And, um, so having clarity on what your wishes are 
in regards to like multi-generational planning and any kind of inheritance strategy is definitely important heading into retirement as well. Yeah. And another part of the whole math thing is, is being able to say realistically, what kind of return can you expect from your resources, from your, from your assets? What, you know, what can your portfolio do, especially in an uncertain time, like right now where we're seeing pretty significant volatility in most of the major markets and many people are wondering, well, okay, if things are going down in value, how do I make the income that I need to live off of work? And that's, that can be a challenge. And most people are unrealistic with regard, especially when you've got a, a bull market where you have stocks and, and in real estate and lots of things going up in value, they come to expect it, not realizing that can be very cyclical. And over time, things average out to a much lower lower average type of return. Um, and sometimes people need to be educated on what's realistic in terms of a actual return they're going to feel comfortable with without taking too much risk. Yeah, definitely. We've spent a ton of time on the money side of things and that's kind of the obvious one. I think let's kind of transition to if you get to retirement, why do you need health? And that's, that's probably an obvious answer, but um, what are your thoughts on key needs for having a solid foundation in your health heading into retirement timing and throughout your lifestyle your lifetime. Well, it's inter- interesting how many parallels there are to in finance and health. You know, it's, it's one of those things where little things, little savings habits or little exercise and nutrition habits make a big difference over time. You know, so if you, if you can get on a program early in your life where you're saving regularly and exercising regularly, then it's going to make it a, it make a huge difference when you're ready to actually say, okay, I'm going on to another phase of my retirement or my life, uh, including re- maybe retirement for my main career. Um, so that health aspect is crucial. People need to make little investments along the way. And, you know, we sound like sometimes we're preaching about, you know, all the good habits a person can have, but they are very similar because it's very difficult to, to just say, okay, well, I haven't really saved enough. And I'm in my mid fifties and now I want to be able to retire soon. Um, but I don't have enough. Well, that's like someone who's, you know, not paid any attention to their health, um, in their mid fifties. And now maybe they're 20, 30 pounds overweight, uh, and they've maybe been a smoker or whatever, you know, they've, they've gotten some, some bad habits along the way. It's a lot harder to all of a sudden say, you know, boom, I want to change my life and my health dramatically. You can, you can, you know, make dramatic changes, but it's much more difficult, right? Yeah. It's like, if you say, okay, now I've financially saved to the point where I can retire and I want to, like for you and I, maybe we'd say, okay, I've retired. I want to go do more 14ers or go paddle boarding more. And I think it would be hard to turn around and say, well, if I haven't been keeping my health up to do these types of activities, I'm surely not going to be able to do them in retirement because yeah. my body won't necessarily be ready for that. Yep, exactly. It is helpful to note, I I know we had kind of a, one of our documents that we had shared with clients kind of gets into the details of, well, on the health side, you also maybe want to consider what kind of insurance coverage do you have? And so maybe it's also helpful to say, okay, well, you're likely going to have a change in your medical insurance. You're probably going to go from, um, your provider that's possibly with your employer to a provider that's likely Medicare. Um, 
and possibly some kind of a gap policy as well. You also want to look at, well, do I have a long-term care policy? Is that something I've been financing over the years to cover a potential health issue or is this something I'm self-insuring? Um, do I have life insurance or do I maybe not need to have it anymore because I've kind of covered the finances side of that and now my family's going to be just fine with an inheritance rather than um, needing that kind of coverage. So I think on the same side of looking at how are you doing physically health-wise and emotionally and um, keeping track of your body, what is the health of what kind of coverages have you had over the years and are those still adequate for your future planning? Yeah, I think people should know. I mean, we could go dive deep and we're trying to give a, a general sense of the way we think about retirement and uh, you know planning, but th- we have a lot of resources that and checklists that allow us to say, okay, are we looking at this coverage, whether it's insurances, are we looking at this aspect, whether it's, you know, taxes, each of the different pieces that a person needs to really have clarity on and have more of a plan for, um, we've got those resources available. So the third category was relationships. Do you want to share a little bit about your thoughts on how relationships really play a role in building up to the retirement timeline? Yeah. And it's a similar kind of thing. You have to make investments as you go. You have to be a regular saver to retire financially successful. You have to be a regular, watch your calories intake, you know, your general nutrition habits and your exercise habits. It's an ongoing, you know, systemic thing you have to be able to do. And it's the same thing with relationships. You know, you have to be able to say, okay, am I maintaining the relationships that I want, um, either in your job, you know, with your boss or your coworkers and collaborators. And, and, you know, even if you're going into retirement, you still want to have some of those relationships, but certainly the closest relationships that you have family and friends, uh, you know, your, your important romantic partner is part, you know, those kinds of people, you want to make sure that you have, you're doing regular check-ins. You're regularly maintaining and improving upon those relationships. It's the same kind of thing. Little investments go a long way to make sure that you're ready for uh, that time period where you're you're making that kind of transition. You know, retirement can be a really, especially initially, sort of a phase of of ambiguity. Okay, what am I supposed to be doing now? I'm no longer in this routine of going to this job. Um, and that we find that to be the case, especially with, uh, spouses, married partners, uh, romantic partners where, okay, we've been going along. Okay. And now all of a sudden one of the spouses changes their role because they're quote retired in the job. Now they're kind of bugging the person. Maybe there's too much time that you have together yeah. or, you know, you, you don't know how you're planning that together. So it's important that people have ongoing communication with family and friends about what that, that ambiguity will look like. And be comfortable with it being kind of strange at first. Yeah, because you you could quickly find that a relationship that it was mostly the outside of the nine to five hours is now twenty four seven. And um, I'm sure people probably even during COVID kind of experienced this transition of saying, okay, well, I mean, what does life look like when my relationships are different? When I'm either closer to certain people or further from others, and um, and maybe kind of outlining what is the ideal for this situation. I think having that clarity in your relationships to say, 
no, this is how much time I need by myself, or this is how much time we should spend together doing X, Y, and Z, um, will really help have a stronger foundation for your relationships. Yeah. And I think your, your point about COVID is a good one because I mean, while it's been traumatic and really in a sense, forcing lots of us to say, well, wow, this is different. How, how am I supposed to behave? What, what's supposed to go on here? It does, the, you know, in a sense, there's a blessing or silver lining for us to go, well, okay, that's more practice for the kind of ambiguity and, and, and opportunity to improve relationships um, and make conscious decisions about how I want to spend my time. So I think, I think that's a good point. So should we dive into the purpose side of things? So it's, it's kind of similar to your relationships, but, um, and this one's interesting because I think you and I have talked about the word purpose and, um, and we've talked about it in different ways. Um, I've used the word spirit. I've used the word passion. We've used the word purpose. I think really any of those, whatever resonates best with you, it's, it's the concept of, I mean, what makes, when I wake up in the morning, what makes me want to get out of the bed (laughs) rather than just, I mean, what makes your day exciting? What are you looking forward to? Um, yeah, especially if you're in charge, right? I mean, that's the, that's the kind of cool thing we want to, that's why we, you know, use that term empowered through uh, much of our, our marketing or our materials, you know, money and financial independence gives people power. And we're trying to empower people as early as possible to be able to say, well, I'm in charge. I'm a guy. I get to decide how I use my time. I think of, uh, of the, you know, that purpose issue as time. Uh, and cause that's the, the thing, first of all, we don't get back. I mean, you can't, you can recreate a portfolio, you can recreate, you can change jobs. You can, you can replay, you know, hopefully you can repair relationships if you damage them, but you never get any time back. Right. And yeah. once a day is gone, that, that day is gone. You spent it or invested it wisely, uh, or squandered it, you know, who, who knows? And, and most of us, uh, spend our time, a, a good majority or a good piece of our time in jobs. That's kind of our purpose, right? We might say, okay, no, my purpose is being a parent to my kids or my purpose is to improve my golf game or travel the world or whatever it is. But most of us, a good part of our lives is, no, I'm trying to be productive in a job getting paid. Um, and it's a weird transition to say, well, how am I going to spend that time? So I, I want clients and for myself to be able to say, well, what is my purpose even before I get to that point where I'm going to change? Why not just change it now and say, what am I, you know, I'm spending time doing something productive all the time. How can I be more productive? How can I have the most leverage? And is it the way I want to be spending my time? Is it, is it, uh, rewarding, not just financially, but is it rewarding spiritually? Like, you know, the term you used, is it, is it, does it animate me? Does it get me up in the morning? Does it excite me as far as the kind of thing I want to be spending my time at? So a lot of times I'll connect it to time. Yeah. Um, no, I like that. And, and it, it does really kind of boil down to if you have total free reign of what you're going to do with your time, what are you going to do with your time? Um, and in retirement, you, you actually do get to decide. I mean, you always get to decide this, but in retirement, you really have a point of time where you're saying, okay, I no longer have my work hours that are whatever hours they were before. Now I've got to figure out what am I going to do with those work hours? Um, and it's interesting because um, maybe you're still doing something that was similar to your work. 
Like I, I think of you and I, Mike, and I think I will likely still be doing budgets just mostly for myself. (laughs) Um, like what would I be doing if I didn't have work every day? Um, I'd still be investing. Um, so it's interesting to think of like what, and ideally if you can see how much of your passions you can get into your day to day before you even hit retirement. Um, I think that will be a really fulfilling thing for our listeners as well. Yeah. And it's kind of like, um, all these things we're talking about, you know, you, you saying you're going to do budgeting. I mean, I can see you being a 90 some year old person <laughs> doing budgeting. It's interesting. We had a client in, uh, today huh. who is in their late eighties and they are still investors. They're still investing money and thinking about, you know, how do I grow my portfolio? Not because they need to, but because they want to, Yeah, um, they have plenty of resources, um, but they're actually still investors and maybe still budgeters and still exercisers and still relationship, you know, maintainers, you know, that they're, the, it's, it's kind of like we talk about goals all the time. And I think that's crucial. People need to have goals and aspirations, things they're shooting for, but much of life is about, okay, do you have a system or a habit, something you do regularly that actually does help you meet that goal and not just, meet that goal, say, okay, now I'm, I've hit the top of the hill. I'm, I'm on top of the mountain and the goal's done, you know, to to say, okay, now I have another mountain I'm going to climb. And that system is going to serve you, um, throughout life. So you're constantly kind of honing the habits that you have for, uh, enjoyment and and enjoying that process. Right. Yeah. You know, actually enjoying the process process of budgeting and investing or exercising or whatever it might be. Um, I think that's a, a useful way to think about it because people going back to your original point about, you know, the, the way we look at retirement, people think of retirement as like, okay, this point in time versus no, it's, it's a, it's a process. I'm getting there. I'm getting to be more financially independent and more, have more control over my time and what I want to do, Yeah, but it's a process and a habit. Yeah, exactly. So if you've already got those habits in place, you're really just going to kind of continue to live a life that you want to live. You just won't have to be necessarily income producing at that time. Yeah. I do also think it's helpful. You, you uh, made a great point to say to find things that you're enjoying to do in the process. And I, I think there's maybe different personality types, but I think certain people like before or right when you start things, certain people like the whole process of achieving something. And then certain people are just like, get me to the end. And I, I want to celebrate the end. And I think understanding maybe where you feel best and then working to figure out what, what you need to do to kind of get into that position and, and then celebrate when you are. So if you are a person who likes going through each different step, celebrate at each different step. If you're the person who likes to get to the top and celebrate there, I mean, make sure you've got multiple mountains to climb kind of thing, metaphorically. <laughs> yep. Or literally. Yeah, definitely both. I do think it's helpful to note that, and we've kind of already said this, but this episode is about retirement, but there's so much more to life than just retirement. So hopefully our listeners can take some of these different categories and topics to say, how do I have money? How do I have health? How do I have relationships? And how do I have my purpose or passion focused at my now versus just focusing on it in retirement or at that time? Like, how can you maximize this now and throughout your life? Yeah. The only other thing I would put just off the top of my head is to, um, 
is to recommend that people get better and better, make it a habit to filter, to filter noise. Because uh, there's so many distractions in our lives now. Um, and you kind of want to be able to continually come back to what the priorities are. And that's why we have those four, you know, your purpose, your relationships, your money, your health. You know, that makes it to me, makes it fairly simple to say, you know, it's not 18 different things I got to keep track of. It's just coming back to some fundamental things and, and trying to filter out the noise, especially, you know, I, I almost want to put clients on a diet as far as the news consumption, because it's not really news. And I say this all the time, but it's, you know, they're selling something. They're, oftentimes they're selling fear or hype or something like that. And that's okay. I mean, there, there's definitely a place for news media and, and, you know, what's going on in the world. You, I'm not advocating someone be willful, willfully ignorant, far from it, but you have to, first of all, choose your sources of, of news and information. Um, and, you know, that reflect your values and, and not, not fall prey to the alarmism of the moment because, you know, life is pretty good most of the time and it generally keeps getting better. There are always, uh, emergencies, catastrophes, crises, and you can find channels on TV and the radio and the internet all to remind you about the horrors of the world. But more often than not, if you sit quietly and say, take a little inventory of what's important in your life, it's probably getting better. Yeah, definitely. So I think that wraps it up probably. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening to our episode here on retirement and the fact that there's much more to living than just retirement. It's, a, it's an interesting process and we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening to our all of our podcast episodes and we invite you to follow like friend us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. All of the social media platforms are saved as Altius financial one word. And we hopefully will get suggestions from you. We actually came, got a couple of good suggestions today about different episodes, but if there's anything you'd like to hear Taylor and I just kind of have a conversation about, send us an email, let us know. Um, uh, as well, we'd like you to join us on Tuesdays. We post Finance Terminology Tuesdays uh, with a new topic each week. Basically, our way of trying to turn the foreign language of finance and investing into English. Um, so it's trying to simplify a term each week. And if you're interested in setting up a financial plan or have any questions, comments, or thoughts for us, please feel free to reach out to us directly. You can reach Taylor at taylor at altiusfinancial.com. That's A-L-T-I-U-S financial.com or Michael at altiusfinancial.com if you want to ping me. Um, and certainly there's a lot of resources on our website at altiusfinancial.com. We want to thank you for joining us and have a happy Friday. Capitalize on your Friday and your weekend and we'll see you next time. Thanks everyone. Have a great weekend. 